Uh, well, before what? you oh, introduce no, I, yourself, I, I want to introduce. I didn't say hello. Okay, don't say hello. <laughs> Hold on to that hello. Hold on to that hello. Well, I want to introduce our guest on the show. First of all, how are you doing, Noel? I'm living the dream, you're doing Jacob. Great? You know okay. I'm living the dream. I know you're living the dream. And yeah. we actually have hidden, you can't see her at all, but Veronica, she's behind the microphone back there. So say hi, Veronica. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello Veronica. Okay. <laughs> But we have a guest. What? We have a guest today on the show. A real life a guest? A real life guest. A and living, breathing guest. A re- well, yes, I think so. Well, as far as f- I can tell 50, on the screen, shot. he looks like he's, he's, he's there. <laughs> he's alive right. and well. Nice. But right now, we're going to welcome to the show Craig Hurlbert. I hope I'm doing nice. justice to the last name there. He is the co-founder and co-CEO of Local Bounty. Welcome oh, to the awesome. show. Yeah, thank you for joining Yay. us today. What an honor. I'm so excited. I'm beyond excited. Oh, really? I'm beyond excited. I yes. love it. Well, I love it. I, I think that's only like the, the two or three hundredth time you've ever heard that. I know. That's absolutely. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Everybody's beyond excited yeah, to be on the no, show. It's, so, it's, so, it's, it's fantastic it's to hear fantastic. that. You, that you, Craig, thank you for, for joining us. It's so, it's so nice to have you on the show today. It's great to be here. I love what you guys do. I love how you do it. And uh, having listened to several, many of your of your programs, I consider myself more knowledgeable, and I get a lot of good laughs. So thanks for that. Oh, that's, that's the nicest thing. This is great. Compliments will get you everywhere. Wow, everywhere. Well, how did you? What? How, now, how do we find? We got to get guests well, this way. Craig, people just come on and compliment us. Craig and I go way back. We go five minutes ago. What? And uh, that's a, for Jacob. That's a long time. That's a long time. It's yeah. probably one of my longest friendships I've yeah. ever kept. Yeah, people get rid of him quickly. Yeah. It was a really, really solid five minutes. It though. was yeah. the yeah. times we. Beautiful. You could do a slow motion montage of the friendship that we <laughs> cultivated in that moment right there. Uh, I can almost hear the bathroom music. You, you that we can, have the, in our the, the, the music. Ding, 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 is well, going? Yeah. We've got Craig here, and if you're watching the show, I know a lot of our audience listens to the show, but he's got a fantastic backdrop behind him that says where he's from, which is the local bounty. And it's he's, he's, it looks like there's a bounty behind a, him. a bounty, a bounty of greens yeah. behind him. So what uh, um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to forgive me, uh, Craig. This is this thing. Jacob makes us do this every week. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. So we come back I'm every insufferable. week. Insufferable. He's he's <laughs> insufferable. It just never ends. It never. And and uh, and so I come on. And sometimes I get a real good, a real good update of of, uh, of who's who's on today, what's going on, and sometimes I'm not as available for him to do that. So I am learning about you, just as everyone in the audience is learning about you, which is how I want it. What is local bounty? I have to tell you, preparation is always key to a great. Uh, program. Yes, so I think is. we're off. We're off on the right foot. Proper preparation pr- pr- produces piss poor performance or something. Pre- <laughs> exactly. Prevents. Prevents I, piss poor performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never ever bought into that. Mm-hmm. FYI, yeah, I, I was yeah. never a fan of that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this conversation could go in so many different directions. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm here. I'm here to follow your lead. You guys are great leaders, so I'll follow your lead and take it wherever you want to go. Excellent. I yeah. Well, it. definitely tell us what it. What is it? Well, just I mean, the elevator pitch. I, We're in yeah, there. I've got I, I wanted him to do uh, it. I wanted him to do it for yeah, sure because yeah. I, he'll do yeah. it justice. <laughs> yeah. So so let's start with. Uh, I think it's important. I give just a little bit of a backdrop of how okay. local bounty even got here. And, and I'd, write, I'd like to stay away from like a local bounty kind of sales pitch and talk more sure. about kind of the challenge that. Uh, oh, man. Our all... audience loves sales pitches. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we all get enough sales pitches. <laughs> totally. That's been my experience anyway. Yes. But I mean, I think there's just some uh, some really big issues that are facing us as we go forward. And I know that's kind of heavy and all that, yeah. but I think we can do it in a lighthearted way. So what I'll start with is Travis and I, the other co-founder, we had a private equity firm and we were making investments in everything from energy. I have a long experience in the energy business, was a CEO yeah. in multiple different clean tech companies nice. and that's energy, awesome. water kind of infrastructure. And we, we bumped into the controlled environment agriculture space. I spent my summers on our family's dryland wheat farm in Montana. So I have a farming background. Nice. So when I started to learn about controlled environment agriculture, some people call it indoor farming, uh, we got really interested and excited about it. This is about three and a half years ago. And so we started digging in and doing a lot of due diligence with the goal of making an investment in the CEA space or controlled environment agriculture. Okay. And long story short, after we did about six months of due diligence, Travis and I couldn't find a business that we felt was investable for a lot of different reasons. And so we looked at each other and we said, we're more excited about CEA now after doing all the due diligence. We're convinced sure. it's going to tra transform the way all of us consume product in the future. We literally shut down our private equity firm and focused 100% on controlled environment agriculture. Uh -huh. And as a result, that's where Local Bounty was formed and founded. And uh, we are beyond excited to be where we're at today in such a transformative industry that's out to really solve such a big problem, which is food waste, its impact on the environment, and just the overall quality of what we're putting in our bodies. So I'll maybe yeah. stop there and we can take it wherever y'all want to take sure. it. Sure, that's excellent, right? Yeah, right. well, actually, it brings up, I'm, I'm right, I've got follow-ups now. Let's, yeah, let's, let's yeah. do this now. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, I mean, uh, for the, the the dumb guy version of the basically is, is, you know, you guys wanted to invest in indoor farming and then you couldn't find indoor farming that uh, was that worked for you. So you decided, forget it, we'll do it ourselves. Correct. Right? So... Um, what, what was it that was missing that you decided needed to be included in, in, in what you're doing? What makes, what makes local bounty different from the many others we've had, it, we've, we yeah. have actually had uh, others, you know, uh, come on the show and talk about this kind of thing. So I'm really fascinated to know what, yeah. what was missing and what you focused on Abs to make it better. Absolutely. And I think in order to maybe, uh, kind of, I guess, provide a, a summary of how we got there, keep in mind, we came from the energy business. Sure. So the energy business is very mature. It's very capital intensive. It's very focused on unit economics, okay? Right. So those principles are very mature over there. So when we started looking at the CEA space, here's what we, we learned. It's very capital intensive. You have to build, build huge facilities, get them up and running, get them operational, exactly like the energy business. Yeah, right. Oh, that's, it. That, that's interesting. Yeah. Second of all, there was an overall lack of focus or maniacal focus from the teams we looked at on unit economics okay. and unit economics really resonate in terms of margins. So there are some companies out there that have raised five, $600 million and still have negative gross margins hmm. in our very first facility that we're operating. We have positive gross margins. It was by, it was by, uh, I guess we, we designed it backwards so that we could do that. So the two main things that we didn't see was a maniacal focus on unit economics and the second thing was experience on getting large infrastructure built, put in the dirt, and get it up and operational and, and really running smoothly. Yeah. So when you don't have those two things, it was hard to invest in anyone. Uh, we couldn't get comfortable with it, so we decided to bring 
our experience with the energy space and our knowledge of farming and put the two together. That's awesome. That, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you, have you rewind real quick again. So our, a lot of our audience, uh, believe it or not, we, we, we are, we're huge in the kids space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. We, we actually, there's students, you'd be, you'd be surprised how many young people listen to the show, which is yeah. awesome. I and mean, they are very, very bright, very educated. But if you start getting into unit economics, like, you're probably going to lose a couple of yeah. people. So just to catch up again, what like, um, well, first of all, for, for the layman, kind of explain what unit economics is and then also the, the importance sure. of gross margins and like uh for like yep. for like uh, if you're talking to like the high school middle school kids if you're going to break it down aka uh, right. aka me jacob, jacob. If you're trying to explain it to jacob i'm your audience what here. would you yeah yeah <laughs> okay in a in a simple way in a simple way to say it so let's just say you're starting a farm and you're going to grow one product let's just say it's lettuce okay and let's say for example it costs you one dollar yeah. to grow that head of lettuce but you can only sell that head of lettuce for 50 cents. Oh boy. That's, you are, you are okay. not, you're you're not, not doing good unit economics. You're, you're losing 50 right. cents every that, single head of lettuce. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, you can't make that up by selling more lettuce. No, because, because you just, just lose more money. Yeah. You just lose right. more money. Right. So we saw way too much of that bad underlying basic economics. Right. And we realized we had to back solve for that in order to have uh, really a business that, that could uh, succeed over time. And I think what happens early on in these disruptive industries is people fall in love with the technology and they fall in love with what it can do to solve a major problem. Right. Let's put it this, let's just take a look at what we're solving for. I think that, I think the listeners really need to hear this. Yeah. Today it's estimated we're wasting almost half of all of the food we're producing. That's crazy, right? That's just yeah. terrible. It's, it's just shameful, really. Yeah. 90% of that wasted food ends up in a landfill. Yep. When it decomposes, it's adding 25% of all of the greenhouse gases. All the effort in Scotland with the COP26 and all that, full 25% of the problem is agricultural waste. Yeah. Okay, And it so gets buried into a landfill where, where you can't even use it in the soil. You're not, you're not even reusing no. it for something useful no. to, to keep the, the vitamins it, in the soil and the minerals in the soil. Disaster. Exactly right. It, 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 the word I use is shameful. It's yeah. shameful that in 2021, with all the technology we have today, you know, we can deposit a check from our phone, we can buy Bitcoin, blah, 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 whatever. Right. Yeah. It's just shameful that we're there as it relates to food. Now, the reason we're there is because the way we've been doing it is so ingrained in everything yes. from the farmers to the distribution to the grocery stores to even the end consumer. Yeah. However, However, the reason we're wasting so much, especially with the perishables right. or lettuces, herbs, leafies, vegetables, those kinds of things, yep. is because where it can be grown effectively and where it's consumed is a long distance yes. right. from those two. Right. As a result, that product grown in Yuma, Arizona, for example, has to go through an epic journey to yeah. make it onto a retail grocery store in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for example. Yeah. That journey has massive climate impact, including cold chain, food miles, et cetera, pesticides, herbicides, using way too much water and land, et cetera. That and whole profile- Carbon emissions to move it. Yeah. Carbon yeah. emissions, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So it, what, what, what local bounty and really what indoor farming is set to do is place- the production of the product closer to the consumer and removing all of the food miles, 
pesticides, sure. all of that yeah. uh, carbon footprint that that is just wasteful, and providing a better product. Okay. So I, I'll give you a story. Tonight's Tuesday, yeah. uh, the day we're doing the, the show. Uh, it's Taco Tuesday in my house every yeah. Tuesday, no nice. matter what. Nice. Like clockwork, okay. Yeah, yeah. However, we buy our lettuce on Sunday or Monday for Taco Tuesday, okay. and the reason we do that is because if we had Taco Friday, that lettuce probably would not be good if we bought it on Sunday or Monday. Right. You guys are throwing away lettuce. Everybody's doing that. The reason for that is that journey, the pesticides, the herbicides, the washing, all of that stuff. Right. Our products can last three to five weeks in your fridge, wow. where the other product will last three to five days in your fridge. Once the consumer gets the transparency that is coming with these new products at the same price point, I believe consumers will never look back and will be really excited about what they can get with indoor farming. That's so cool. So I, are you saying that I don't have to get a banana from the tropics? I can just get it. So I don't have to wait, like buy a super green banana just so it'll last until Friday. Like, like I'll get, I'll get like a banana. I'm a banana lover. I have to do the same thing. We're not going to be growing bananas. We're focused on leafies. No, no trees indoors, um, huh? Yeah. No trees indoors okay. yet. Okay. Yes. Yet. Okay. We'll get yeah. there. By the way, I can already see the what I what, what happened in my brain was I, I thought about the longest journey of the head of lettuce from Arizona yeah. to way over there in the store, yeah. and I saw the Pixar film. Yeah. I saw the Pixar film of this like <laughs> this character, this little yeah. head of lettuce. Like I gotta yeah. get all the way to Minneapolis, yeah. you know, and like it has to go on a journey. I was like, that's yeah. the film. That's how you sell it. That's how you, you make, sell it. You make the world cry as this rotted head of lettuce barely survives that long yep. journey, and yeah. we and we teach everybody like and we got held up by the person who's going to eat it. He's so excited. You're like, yeah, it looks kind of gross. And, it throws and, it away. Away. and then you learn the lesson, which is we got to make this a simpler system here. Gotta, people. Gotta, gotta, well, buy local. We, right, we talk about buy local, local yeah. all the time. Absolutely. So this is an interesting way to, to increase the possibility of that. Yeah. Cause it's hard to grow it, vegetables in the snow. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Typically that's been very hard to do. Yeah. Yes. Plant, plants don't like the snow yeah. normally. Yeah. And you're so, in uh, Montana, right? You're in Montana. That's where local bounty is. Our first facility is located in Montana. Our second facility will be also in the Northwest in Pasco, Washington. Cool. Um, but our plan is to bring local produce to local communities all over the world. That's where this is all going. Um, we have Cargill uh, invested in our business. Uh, we're really the only large indoor uh, ag company that has someone like that, a global ag tech conglomerate that's, that's, that's in under our tent, if you will. But if you think about it, uh, if you're on an island somewhere or if you're in Thailand where it's never below 70 degrees F ever, you can't grow lettuce. In fact, yep. the lettuce you get yeah. in Bangkok comes from Salinas on a ship. Yeah, so wow. imagine how great that tastes when it gets to the grocery store in Bangkok yeah. and how long that lasts. So this this problem or this solution is a global solution, which is another thing that we saw to answer your question on why we started Local Bounty. Part of this is a scalability thing. You have to be able to design your facilities to scale mm -hmm. and to be modular enough so you can grow and build them wherever you need them. And uh, that's something we back solve for as well. So the, these facilities in 20 years, you will, you will be buying indoor grown product in my opinion. And I believe there'll come a day when you can have a QR code right on, your, uh, right on the, the packaging and you can click on that QR code and it'll show a video of that plant from the minute it was planted all the way to getting to the, oh, that to the location. Cool. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think consumers are going to demand that. I know more and more 
They want to know the journey the product went on and the impact it had on the environment. And I think it's it's time that we get to that point and stop being so wasteful. Yeah, and and this has to do a lot for soil degradation too. Like doing indoor agriculture has to give the soil the time it needs it to recover because we've been we've Are been you able to rotate crops and do things like that so that you can keep the keep the same soil in good shape. Of course. In fact, in our facilities, uh, we have about thirty x the turn on our per per square foot that you would get on a traditional farm. So basically, we're just way more productive. Uh, per unit, if you will. Yeah. And here, here's the here's the real problem on the outdoor farming as it relates to leafies. One, it's a long way away, and two, it's just really inefficient. Yeah. And so, if you think about Salinas or Yuma or the traditional places where lettuce is grown, huge uh, pieces of land, lots of water. I mean, there are people that say California doesn't have a water problem; it has an agriculture problem. That is using yeah. too much water to be growing the things that they shouldn't be growing outdoors yes. anymore. I mean, we're, we're single-handedly of, responsible for a, for a nationwide drought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, ironically, Bill Maher did a phenomenal thing on water in California. Yeah. And I encourage you to, it's on YouTube, you can go check it out. Yeah. But his his take on that is really quite astounding. And, you know, we should just utilize this technology uh, to really help save ourselves from the land and the water. And the, and remember, there's a lot of herbicides and pesticides. Those products outdoors are exposed to rodents and bugs and all kinds of weather and everything else. Yeah. So it's just, it's not as high quality of a product as our product. It's barely touched by a human hand and has a perfect environment indoor. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you been able to test for like the same kind of, of, uh, of nutrients in, in the food? Like I'm, I'm talking in terms of like sunlight, right? So you're using obviously yeah. artificial sunlight, unless this is like a greenhouse thing you're doing, but we're I mean, doing the, greenhouse. Yeah. yeah we okay. have a, we have a, uh, what I'll call a, uh, a differentiated technology that's patent pending okay. that was really designed back for unit economics and high yield, yeah. low cost, if you will. And as a result of all that, uh, you know, we've really uncovered, uh, a way to give the plant exactly what it needs when it needs it. Yeah. Uh, and we do have some uh, augmented lighting, but we're also doing greenhouses, which takes full advantage of the sunlight. And uh, nutrient-wise, we're right there. But I think the thing we we win on is, is, again, the product hasn't gone on that journey, so it lasts longer. Right. And there are no, uh, no bad stuff on the product, no herbicides, pesticides, and bad things on the product. Uh, that the consumer ends up eating and putting into their system. Well, that's a huge deal. I mean, that's you know, we, there's there's plenty of people complaining about uh, the the you know, the new way that seeds are produced, right? And and how we've got we've got we've got seeds that are that are resistant to uh, to the insecticides, uh, you know, specifically. So those are the only ones that can be grown. And that's I mean, it's a huge it's yeah. a huge issue. So if you don't have to do that, I mean, so are you where are you getting your seeds? Are you able to get them it's, from? Other this is a this is a great layer. We're pull, we're pulling the onion back a little bit. This yeah. is a really interesting layer. Yeah. All of the seeds we're using today yeah. have been engineered for outdoor uh, production. Okay, so wow. that means that they're they're very uh, weather resistant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So they've got a that seed's been designed to really make it through a a tough uh, scenario. Okay. What's coming is seeds that are produced for indoor environment that has a perfect environment, i.e. the plant gets everything it needs, no pests, no rodents, no nothing. And when we can design that seed for uh, removing all the outdoor elements and just focus it on taste, texture, flavor, and yield, 
the consumer is really going to win because there's going to be some cool flavors we're going to be unlocking. The awesome. texture is just better. And, 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 and it's, it's one of the most exciting upside potentials in indoor farming that is going to be a reality. We're already, we're already deep involved in this effort right now. And I can't tell you how excited I am for that. Where are you getting those produced? Who's who's making the? Is that is, that's a secret? Yourself? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It's not. It's funny you say that. A lot of this is relatively secretive, but the seed manufacturers are there, right? But what we're finding is a lot of the talent that works really across the board, not just on the seed side, in the traditional world, yeah. loves what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Loves the fact that this is way more sustainable that it's our ability to move way faster, et cetera, et cetera. So right. I think there's a real opportunity here for us to bring some of that talent in-house and really unleash a lot. Because if you think about it, because we turn our farm so many more times than outdoor, it means we can test and do different things way faster than, than they could traditionally. So uh, this whole area of genetics and really getting a customer back focus on what the customer wants, taste, texture, flavor, is really, I think, going to be a massive differentiator. In fact, I will argue that the products we're producing now, even now, but definitely in the future, will be a completely different product than what we've been consuming before. Wow. So do you worry about like a GMO you know, backlash from hippies no. like me? <laughs> Absolutely not. We're non-GMO. Nice. Okay, but the seeds are being genetically modified, aren't they? No, all of our seeds will be non-GMO. We will make sure that we do it in a way that it's not GMO. And so, well, we can save that for another chat, but, yeah. and we'd love to have one of you guys visit our facility and see it and talk to us in detail on that. Yeah. yeah, we're non-GMO, and we plan to stay that way. That's how, rad. How, uh, yeah, I do. I go how, how you're how you're pulling that, how you're how you're changing <laughs> the seeds so that they work indoors without without modifying the. He's magic. The how did they? Ask yourself this question: yeah. How did they? How did they design the seed to to weather droughts and all the other stuff? How did they do that? We're consuming that right now. Yeah. So well, it but can we're be also we're also, we're done. also consuming a lot of genetically modified seeds right now. Yeah. Not at local bounty, you're not. Okay. Nice. We'll leave yeah, it and, and yeah. we're 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 committed to not doing that for that reason. And this is yeah. my whole point. They've had to go down that route because of the environment they grow in. Right. Yeah. And having grown up on a farm and, you know, rode my mini bike when I was 12 years old through the farm, yeah. I remember thinking, wow, there's a gopher over there. By the way, I just ran, ran my mini bike right through the field. Yeah. Right. A lot of really weird stuff happens out in the field. Of course. Yeah. It's just if, if you come to our facility, our workers are in a lab coat. They have a hairnet and a mask and boots and they're you know, in an air conditioned facility, basically, right. or a climate controlled facility. Right. That's so awesome. you can keep a pretty, pretty ideal environment put together to, to, you know, to, to grow yes. a whole lot of food, which yeah. I mean, which uh, to be fair, that's, that's, we, we have to figure that out. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot, of, a lot of people that need to eat and, and we're, we are, as Jacob, Jacob mentioned, we we are messing up the soil. Yeah. So we've got to start finding solutions for it's, it and, and getting, it, you know, getting ourselves past it. So it's good. And, and not to be, you know, like a, a doomsayer, but the data is, 50 to 70% more food in 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah that okay. makes sense. 30 years, not 300 years, 30 years. So we've got to start thinking about how we're producing things and how we're utilizing the land and our resources, water specifically. Uh, local Bounty uses 90% less land, 90% less water, yeah. and That's no great. herbicides and pesticides that come from oil. 
So yeah. at the end of the day, that right there in and of itself, and we're at the same price point. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like we're asking for double the price. Yeah. So I think uh, it, it's it's a definite game changer indoor farming for sure. And it's, it's very exciting. And I think what's been lacking has been the customer awareness of what they've been consuming. Yeah. And I think when that flips, when that flips, there'll be no turning back. Yeah. I was going to ask, there was a, um, we did a show a while ago. This was actually early on in the pandemic. It was the, the rising popularity of, of vertical farms and, and indoor farms that you could buy and have on your property. Like, you know, they were, they were basically the size of like a, like a shipping container. What are you guys feelings on those and, and people doing that? Do you think that's a good idea? Or do you think that that's something that could get be like, it just gets too far away from us or you can make a kit for them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think that there is, probably an all of the above strategy yeah. that can be applied. Some people are really into that and I encourage them and I applaud them for being, uh, you know, I would say being, uh, capable and excited about doing that. Yeah. What I would say is at local bounty, we will be growing 30 to 40 SKUs, all of which have a different kind of profile, which would be impossible to do in a greenhouse in your backyard. Yeah. yeah. So our goal is to, not take those guys out, you know, encourage them and be supportive of them, but also recognize that the vast majority of the consumers are, don't have the time or the energy or the inclination to do it. It's true. And, but they still want to go into the grocery store and buy a product that they can really connect to and believe in and understand is good for them and their family at the right price point. And so I view it as kind of an all of the above. I'm, I encourage those people to do that and I admire them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, just to go back, you were talking about about uh, your start was in was in uh, re- was in energy, right? So you said Correct. you were into renewables as well. Did, was that was that kind yes. of the focus, or was it all all energy? I started at GE, yeah. uh, had a big job kind of during the Jack Welch era okay. in the yeah. mid nineteen nineties. Sure. I left GE at a relatively young age, and my next logical step was to be a CEO. Okay. I ran two different companies, both of which were. Kind of one was on the fringe of clean tech. The other was right in the middle of clean tech. Nice. And so had a great run inside of that business. And I'll tell you, uh, it was so much fun to see kind of clean tech from where it started to where it is today. Yeah. And all of kind of that has happened to that space kind of being in the middle of it from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, with because unit efficiency, I mean, there's there's that was the big challenge with with green, right? Is was, was getting getting more out of the windmills, getting more out of the solar panels, getting every like just every right. megawatt you could. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. the parallel between that early era of clean tech and the CEA space yeah. today was that a lot of people were chasing a lot of money was chasing deals in those early years of clean tech 1.0, yeah. and a lot of those companies didn't couldn't make it because they did their their economics didn't make sense. So all those dollars, billions of dollars got flushed, invested dollars got flushed. We saw a similar thing happening in the CEA space. A lot of money chasing technology we don't think will ever make sense. And as a result, there's going to be money flushed because of that. It's already happening. And I think what we learned in that era was the people now in clean tech 2.0 that are succeeding wildly yeah. have those unit economics back to a dollar versus 50 cents. Sure. Yeah. They have positive unit economics. They have a technology that's scalable. They have a global capability, a reach. Those kinds of companies 
have been wildly successful in the clean tech space. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's a bit, a bit off topic from where we are, but I'm just I'm, I'm interested by it. Uh, what do you, do you see anything interesting that uh, just from your knowledge of being in that space that's coming from from uh, clean tech that that would be fun to to hear? I'll about? tell you, it, it's a it's such a great area, and I I have no problem going there. I love. I'm very passionate yeah, about yeah, this space. Awesome. I think what's a little bit frustrating to me yeah. 25 years into this movement yeah. is that everything we're talking about still is intermittent. Yeah. And I mean, wind. you get the power when the wind blows, Yep. Soul, solar. So you got to have thermal backup. Okay. I live in Texas. We lost 20 people last year yeah. due to the freeze yep. right. and we couldn't get heating. We couldn't even start the power plants that we had available to run right. because we had become too dependent on the renewables. Yeah. So to me, and the people are talking about storage, but we're basically at batteries. It's like, I can't the believe amount of batteries. Space. It's, totally. rid- it's ridiculous. And, yeah. it, it's silly. I remember I was with an executive at Southern California Edison and he said, we have a mandate to be 20% or 30% uh, storage by 2030. And this was like in 05. Yeah. And he said, with the current technology, we were sitting in Pasadena, yeah. he said, with the current technology, I would have to draw a line to Nevada, take that the border all the way down to Mexico, come across to the Pacific Ocean, yeah. come up past San Onofre, all yeah. the way up to LA, come in. Yeah. That whole thing would have to be <laughs> would one be batteries. Yeah. Would be a battery farm. It's absurd. That's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's absurd. Yeah. So yeah. the next major breakthrough in the world, they're yeah. going to make Elon Musk. They're going to make uh, the Bitcoin guys. They're going to make all these guys look like paupers. Cool. Are the guys that figure this out yeah. on a, and some people say nuclear, there's downsides to that. That yeah. next major breakthrough is going to rock the world to its core. Absolutely. You think you think thermal? Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, it's so funny that you brought this up. Nobody's ever. I haven't talked about this with anybody. Travis and I were looking at two areas. One was CEA, and the other one was energy storage. Yeah. Yeah. And we determined energy storage is another ten years out. Yeah. Yeah. And probably requires another three or four Bs going after it or more. And CEA was just like a little nugget sitting on the ground. We could yeah. go, right. you know, attack, attack with vigor. Yeah. Sure. So we decided to go this direction. However, I will say it again. The next massive breakthrough is not the Internet. It's not cryptocurrency. It's going to be whoever solves this intermittency problem yeah. and, can, and can create energy efficiency without yanking stuff out of the ground and burning it and causing climate change. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So our listeners, somebody listening is going to be the one they're listening <laughs> yeah. they're right now. And they're going, oh, all right. Well, I'll I'm also, do it. I, I'm, I, I'm fairly pro nuclear actually. I mean, I, I, I think when you, yep. when you, when you look in, when you look in pretty close, it's, it's uh, particularly with the, the newer technology, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty dang safe, man. It's pretty yeah. good. And, yes. and really I, energy dense. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you. Nuclear is, is, uh, has a bad rap because of some of the crazy things that have happened. Totally. But, you sure. know, there's good reasons for why that happened and why it would never happen again, by right. the way. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, whoever figured this out, it might be one of those middle schoolers. We I were, think we're it's, probably, it's probably something. We do, we got a few. It's, it's the person yeah. listening who learned about unit economics yeah. and was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Right, <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you right now, that person reach out to me on LinkedIn yeah. and I will be happy to help you get there and give you every bit of knowledge I have yeah. to help nice. you on your way. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, a fun thing, this is off topic, but I just have to to show it out there because Lindsay told me that you are one of the top amateur golfers in the country. Is that true? (laughs) 
Well, it's funny. I, uh, I, first of all, senior amateur, I'm over 55. <laughs> so, uh, I'm currently ranked number three in the world okay. uh, on the senior amateur golf ranking. I had a really good year in 2020 where I was the top ranked senior in the country. So yeah, I had a good year, but wow. I, this year I haven't played hardly at all because I've been busy uh, bringing local bounty to life. That's which right. Is a, That's right. Which stupid, is, uh, stupid helping people eat is getting in the way of a good game of golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a sacrifice I'm more than willing to make yeah. for sure. Good. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll have to go out sometime. We'll I, have to swing a few. You know, you'll you'll beat the heck out of me, but I'll have fun watching. I, ha- I had to bring it up because he loves golf. So I he's... do. I'm okay. I'm fair. I'm fair. Like I'm not winning yeah. the senior amateur tour anytime <laughs> soon. The, the, the person I love to play with the most in my history of my life is my mom, and she's never broke a hundred, but yeah. she has the best attitude on the golf course. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the secret to golf. I actually think that's the purpose of golf is is to is I, to get your mental energy in a good place because you have to be able to worry about the next shot, not the last one. Yeah. It, it's a great. Uh, it's a great way to think about your life because yep. golf will kick you around. You can never conquer it. It's kind of like life. You know, yeah. here I am at this phase of my career, more excited about, you know, being involved in a business than ever. I've had a, a great run and, uh, it's just so exciting to still, you know, have, have myself in the game and being able to work with great people and, uh, really have something transformative. It's, it's, it's just such a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Local bounty's cool. I see it all the time. You see it. You go in the grocery store. I see your product getting out there more than ever. So uh, you're doing something right. It's getting into well, people's uh, it's shelves. It's awesome. We got. It's a, look. It's a problem yeah. that needs to be solved. It just. It just is. You know. Yeah. We, we do. We, we. We do have to get the pesticides out of our food. It's killing. It's literally yeah. killing pe- people. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. killing us. Yeah. yeah. And it's absolutely. You know. And and it and it's going to be. It, it will be huge uh, for the environment. Like for all the reasons you said to to bring. The, you know, bring the farming closer to the, to where it's going to be eaten. It's just, it's a, it's a really great idea. Real, we're really excited about it. I'm really yeah. glad that you came on. Thanks for, for joining us. Well, I tell you, I think what you guys are doing is great because this whole topic of, you know, waste and climate change and all this stuff is such a, it's such a scary topic for most people. It it's is. like, you know, yeah. the doom and gloom, the world's coming to an end. Yeah. I will tell you right now, the world is not coming to an end. Agreed. We will, we will overcome this. Yeah. Um, the capital markets, entrepreneurs, people like you guys spreading the good word. What I, my, my comment to your listeners is, Hey, everybody just do your part, but pay attention to the products you're buying and make sure that you're putting your money where it really belongs and, 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 and take it seriously. Just don't, just don't buy things. Just don't consume things. You know, we've been such a consumer mentality. Let's start paying attention. Let's yeah. all do our part. And I'll tell you what, the best, I mean, there's a great book, you know, the next hundred years, I encourage everybody to read it. You know, th- we're going to be fine. We do have some challenges yes. that we've got to overcome and serious people have to, to help us get there. But uh, man, I'm all in. I think I think the future is very positive. I you think so you too. sound a lot like us, right? Yeah. So you know, that's 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 our that's, message. That's, that's the that's, message that's it right there. It's like we 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 get we can't take our foot off the gas, but we can no. get there if we keep at it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well. Well, thank you Craig, so much for, this for has joining been us. This awesome. has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we loved having you on the show. And guess what I didn't do? What didn't you do? I didn't do. You're going to be so like, ugh, Jacob. Because uh, we've been doing this show for 
two and a half years and I forgot to say, hey, by the way, to my guests before the show, um, at the end, we'll say goodbye. Oh, we even just said this last week. I know. We you just to said it last this. week. I know. And the, You're supposed right, to prep him. Right as the show began, I went, the one thing I forgot to do. He had to, one job. One job and I blew it, which is to let Craig know that there's going to be a part in the show where we say goodbye and he's free to go. And right. so that's basically oh. the part that we're at now. So you're you're free to disconnect the call. You can wave. You can say goodbye. But we really appreciated everybody coming on the show. So go check out Local Bounty. Go uh, buy their products. They're they're really doing the good thing right here and uh, giving us some good, healthy, leafy greens. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for being on the Thank you podcast. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Have a great afternoon. All right, okay, you bye-bye. Too, Craig. Bye. Bye. So I'll, I'll get better at it. I'll get better on the checklist. Hey, I did, that was fairly smooth. It was fairly smooth. You just got to add it to the checklist. Well, what I did is it's I funny just. funny I say you have one job. You have every job. <laughs> well, I just. <laughs> you I, actually have all the jobs. But in the classic, <laughs> in the classic Buy Friendly podcast, I was like, what, what do I do here? Try to make it happen. And I was like, no, nope, yeah. you call it out. You call it out. You That's call it out. Because it's way better to just say flat out, be like, look, I forgot to tell the guy yeah. that he's going to have to bail at yeah. the end of the call. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, yeah. it, it was, it was smooth. Yeah, it was yeah. very smooth. Yeah. I felt a little, a little bad as digging into the GMO thing. Going it's my nature. I can't help it, it sometimes. It I, gotta, I gotta go after, it. and then I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, it's okay because I think I he gotta be friendly. He has be the data and yeah. he has the info to back it up. I think he was. It was just like, a, "All right, well, let's uh, let's circle back and we'll take you up here to the facility yeah, so yeah, I can yeah, show yeah, you what yeah. we're doing." Yes. Yeah. So, so he can prove it to me. So, so that I can then come back to the to the eyes and say, "Okay, all right, here's why it's not GMO." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, what, that's exactly. what I want. That's what we need. Hey, so I, and I'm sure that it'll be great. We'll go up there. We'll do it. I would I'm, love to yeah. go to Montana or Washington. I would too. So let's just book it. Let's, let's get up there. Let's book he it. can show me what they're talking about, and then I'll come back and say it's okay, everybody. It's okay, everybody. I did my investigative journalism. I did my investigative journalism. journalism, and we're cool. And we're totally cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I did feel like it's like you know, you yeah. know, we're not we're not like yeah. hot shot reporters trying <laughs> to slam people. And I was like, you've been watching. I'm going a little hard on You've this been guy. watching a lot of John Stewart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been watching too much John Stewart. You've been grilling. I been love John Stewart. I know. I, I do love good him. reporters so going yeah. after, but but I'm but I'm not. Yeah, but <laughs> then again, but then again, <laughs> I'm not a good reporter. He's, you are a good I'm reporter. An idiot We're podcasters, on a podcast. but he's he's used to it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. This yeah, ain't yeah. his first rodeo. Sure. Never has that phrase been more. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to work in energy, and he worked for GE for Jack Welch. I mean, that guy yeah. has had to. Stand in front of people and say no and yes and the hard, you know. And maybe. Hard, and maybe and possibly and <laughs> would you like lemonade and yes. I don't know. A lot he of things are said. Would you like lemonade? A lot of things are said. That was a said. Jack Welch quote. <laughs> Jack That's what Welch. everybody knows that he says. Would you like some lemonade? If there's one thing that everybody thinks of when they say Jack Welch, you it's, know what I mean. would you like uh, some lemonade? Welch's lemonade. Welch's lemonade. <laughs> I thought they made grape juice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just yeah. throwing things out of they my probably butt. Probably make lemonade too. Probably. There's a lot uh, of Welches. There are a lot yeah. of Welches. Yeah. Anyway, but that was, I thought it was great. Craig had a lot of cool stuff to share with us. And I mean, you've, if you've been to the grocery store recently, you've seen local bounty. Yeah, I feel like I see that sure. they, yeah. they are definitely doing a good job of putting their product out in the, in the yeah. market. So. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the concept. You are intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. <laughs> Veronica, Veronica, as she's no. trying to fix her mic, her broken mic stand yeah. that I gave her. Yeah. <laughs> Can what do you Wait, think? No, I wasn't. I was going to say something. I wasn't oh, just going to say. I wasn't just going to hum. I'm intrigued for, for five minutes. I thought you were going to just hum. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Look, you cannot blame me for thinking that's exactly what you were going to do. You yeah. can't blame me. You would I absolutely would, hum. I'm intrigued I would start for five. Singing. I would do. It would be the, the rest of the show. What was the your rest question? Of the week. What was your What was your thought? I am in intrigued by the concept of different flavors for I something. Gonna, I was going to ask him and about that. And that was really why I think I was coming back to the like, okay, how, how, how are you doing this? Yeah. 
without modifying the seeds or the food. I want burger flavored lettuce. That's exactly. what I want. I you want burger flavored lettuce so that I don't have to eat burgers. I can just eat heads of lettuce like it's yeah. a burger. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, because I mean to do that, depending on how far you want to go. Like if you if you ju- if you just try different seeds that are you know tolerant to different kinds of things. I mean that's that's the natural yeah. way to. Yeah. To do it, right? To develop a seed like that. Yeah. And, and he's saying they can do it faster because it's, yeah. you know, they, they're... They, the environment they're, is more the controlled. The environment is more controlled yeah. and they can run through more generations of, of plants. Yeah. So I get all that, but man... I know what it maybe is. Maybe he's not talking about turning a lettuce into a burger leaf. Maybe he's saying more, maybe it's more subtle. It's subtle. I, I know what it is. What is it? When we get to the facility, they talk to the seeds. Oh. They go, hey, seed, wouldn't it be great if you tasted like cotton candy? <laughs> And she's like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, wouldn't it be great if you tasted like cotton candy? He's like, okay. And so he's everybody like, everybody who tastes like cotton candy gets to have children. <laughs> and everybody who doesn't is going to die. And so that's and what. Then, and then they, then they believe him. That's why he wants you to come to the facility. Because yeah. he was on the show. He was basically saying, it's not GMO. And you're going, well, what is it then? He's like, you're going to have to come like, see. Uh, if I tell you, I have to kill you. And so he was like saying. They he was have, worried about the middle schooler. He didn't want to kill the middle schooler. He didn't want to kill the middle schooler. The he secret. knows that the guys are in their lab coat. Their hairnets, their masks, and their whis- and their cigarettes. And they're, you're whi- you're <laughs> they're whispering to the seeds. Yeah. They're going. They're going. Hey, little seed, just do what I ask. Just it's gonna work out great. Do what for you. you're told. You're a stupid seed. <laughs> you do what you're told. Do what you're told. You, you, you taste like cotton candy. You taste like cotton candy. Seed. You taste like cotton candy. Do the seed. Kill you, seed. <laughs> this is the part of the show that he doesn't get to see, which is us just being us being complete this is where he's clowns. Like, I did not agree to come on this show. This was all. <laughs> this was all a lie. We just went for like ten minutes yeah. of nonsense. Nonsense. After the show, this is the longest post interview. It is. It is. You review we've ever had. You want to know why? Because huh. sometimes when we have guests, we we behave. We do. And we you behave. Know, I think that's what it is. We behave. We behave. He had. He had a, a, a. I've got something to say. Please let me just get it out. Yeah. Kind of presence about yeah. him. Yeah. Right? Like like. And I felt like if I crack too many jokes, it's going to break the rhythm. Yeah. So I didn't crack the joke during. So it's like after yeah. it's over, now we crack the joke. Yeah. I wanted to say the burger flavored lettuce while we were talking, but I was yeah. like, I don't know. It feels like it's not the right time, but I'm going to say it later with oh, yeah. no We're Veronica. Gonna, We're going to talk about burger flavor. Listen, seed. Listen to me, seed. Listen to me, seed. This has been the beacon of light in your gloomy environment. Are <laughs> well, we not going to ask Veronica about Oh, yeah, Veronica. How are you doing? How are you doing over there? She just <laughs> laughs at us. She's laughing at us. Veronica, did you enjoy it? Yeah, you guys have to be very professional when the guests are. Yeah, you see the we, difference, don't the, you? I see the difference. Yeah. You see but, the difference. I mean, that's you guys. Right up to the microphone. Right. That's you guys that, being professional. See, yeah. we were being professional, right? Yeah, very. We were good very. hosts. He was being John Stewart, and I was just going, "Wow, he's gonna really grill this guy." I know. I saw that. <laughs> I, know, I was like, getting. I was like, "Whoa, well, here we go." Okay, Mister No. This no. is good. We'll go golfing. We'll yeah. go. Well, we're gonna go golfing. We're gonna look at the seeds. Yeah. We're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So now yes. I'll do the real farewell. Is that okay? Hopefully we can remember all the, all the things. No, I don't think we can. I got you guys. You got us? Okay. I got you. We are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Carefully avoiding neonicotinoids. We are the Siegfried and Roy and Meryl Streep of podcasts. This show is a joke. <laughs> Never believe. <laughs> Step one, chill out. Oh, well done. Um, spilling the teeth since 2019. Technically perfect. Disterminating the truth? Or was I it the news. disterminating the, the news? Yeah, that's what it is. We do disterminate. Yeah. Oh, and then I have, I have what I'm supposed to say. Our farewell? 
Yes. Oh, our pheromones are delicious. Great. No. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep it that. Yeah, delicious. Okay. Pheromones are delicious. They are. Our pheromones are delicious. <laughs> hey. Oh. And then uh, and then with that we say uh, cheerio. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bye. Oh, that, was that was a, a good great bye. Bio friendly podcast. It's a bio friendly podcast.